Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. And I hope everyone had an awesome week and that all of your four-legged fuzzies, fin, feather, scale, and fur had an awesome week, healthy and happy. And here in Arizona, it's really, really sunny and really, really windy, so um, it's a good day not to be at work. But I hope you're listening from somewhere. And tell all of your friends, family, and four-legged fuzzy loved ones to listen in because we have an awesome, awesome show today. Um, first, as always, I want to thank Sylvia Global Media Network for making this entire show possible and our wonderful friends like Awesomeness who keeps me on track and makes it possible for my technophobe self to get on with wonderful guests like we have today. So I want to ask everybody to keep in touch. I want to have everybody like us on Facebook. It's Holistic Tech here with Dr. O, pretty simple. And then we can keep in touch with Twitter. It's Dr. O DVM. And there's a lot of activity going on there, including there's going to be some awesome pictures about not only Eddie's Wheels, who is our company and our guest today, but also Gavante, my personal pit bull, who just received his custom set of wheels, gosh, less than a week ago. And um, he digs them. Oh, my gosh, it's changed his life, and we're going to talk about that today. But uh, first and foremost, um, call in with any kind of questions during the show. Post the questions on Facebook. Twitter us. Do whatever we have to do to make sure that this show stays lively, stays pertinent, and it addresses any concerns you have, okay? So that being said, let's get started. Our guest today, the company name is Eddie's Wheels, and we'll explain why Leslie is here talking to us about Eddie's Wheels. So first and foremost, Leslie, I really wanted to thank you for your time and um, for our little bit of communication screw up this morning, and I know that your time is extremely valuable, and the whole world's going to understand why I think that in just a minute. So Good morning, Leslie. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. So as I just said, um, I, uh, many people know that have been following us on Facebook and Twitter that I myself have got a five-ish-year-old pit bull who has had his um, shared issues, uh, including having both of his cranial cruciate, his knees, um, go bad or ruptured cranial cruciate ligaments. He had... Uh, major surgeries, TTLOs, um, and with the you know, the plating that goes along with that tibial plateau leveling osteotomy surgery, wonderful rehabilitation, which was actually um, those folks were on a show a couple months ago talking to us about that underwater treadmill work, so on and so forth, did great with that. Then, while he's goofing out of the backyard, 
he went ahead and tweaked his back, meaning that he's pinched um, two pieces of his spine or pinching one of his nerves, which are making it harder and harder and harder for him to get up and get around. So <laughs> acupuncture, massage therapy, acupressure, electro-stim, herbals, everything that we, wanted, that we know how to do um, has been done. And he did great, and then he just started to decline to the point where he lost his mobility. Now, herein lies the gift of Eddie's wheels, yes? Um, so let's just start there, Leslie, and that uh, I, I need everyone to know that this is extremely personal for me and that everything that Leslie says, um, I take as gospel. The things that she does and her motivation for doing this, along with you know her husband and her team, um, I think that they're a blessing and that everybody that listens here, please forward it to everyone you know that might have a dog, a cat, a bunny, a rabbit, a dog, any kind of creature that needs a little gift with the mobility um, uh, in their life. So enough said on my part. So Leslie, let's introduce yourself and tell us about Eddie's Wheels. Well, this was uh, uh, an assignment from a dog. Uh, we hadn't intended to make wheelchairs for dogs, but uh, like you, we had a dog who became paralyzed. And um, that was 25 years ago, and uh, euthanasia was not an option, nor was surgery. So uh, Eddie made her a wheelchair. Um, Eddie is a mechanical engineer by trade, and... Um, he looked at the skeleton of a dog, and working with our vet, came up with a design that works, and <laughs> built her a wheelchair, and it gave her back that's fantastic. That's the ability to walk again, and we walked every day in the woods, and you know, what I learned from Buddha was that, oh, okay, if you're going to make me walk on wheels, you're going to make it worth it for me, so we're going to the woods every day. In fact, we're going twice a day, Mom, and it's your job <laughs> to lift me over the fallen trees that have come down over the night, and... Uh, pull me out of the muck that I got myself stuck in and uh, basically be my attendant. Um, so I did, and um, she was a great dog. And I, after about three months, she started using her legs in her cart, which uh-huh. really amazed me because um, I was told that she had no deep pain and would never walk again. And then three months after that, she started walking without her wheelchair, and uh-huh. she lived another three years as a walking dog. As a walking so, dog, really, really, yeah. that's awesome, isn't it? So what you mentioned before with her in her cart and that she starts to use her legs appropriately in her cart or starts to, it's called spinal walking or uh, some people call it memory walking. And um, it, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? And that sometimes their toes touch the ground and they start to make the movements and such. And um, my big boy, Gambate, he has started to do that already. So I, it, that's nice to hear you say that, that it, it led to something glorious for your dog. That's great. Absolutely. And, you know, dogs don't differentiate between spinal walking and using their brains to walk. They, um, you know, if you ask us how many times we think about every step we take, <laughs> most of what we're doing is walking from muscle memory, and um, and that's what's happening with these dogs. And it's a wonderful gift when that happens to a dog with a spinal compression because uh, it means the cart has done its work. It's decompressed the lesion and allowed the dog to uh, walk from reflex again, and that's great. So we see this a lot, and we expect it. With, yeah, uh, it's not, that's just fantastic. Now, you're, he, am I, is he your husband? Is Eddie is my husband, and I met him 30 years ago when I was a potter, and he, uh, he helped me build my first kiln. 
All and, right. Um, so, um, and so when he started uh, doing Eddie's Wheels 15 years ago, um, it was time for me to give him something in his life that he could put his name to. So right um, right his job was to design the carts. Mine was to um, counsel our, our uh, customers about how they were going to take care of their dogs. Right. Um, given my extremely limited experience, but um, <laughs> certainly now, uh, 15 years later, and about 20,000 dog wheelchairs, I feel like I am, in fact, an expert at dog wheelchairs. So, um, so, uh, um, but you know, experience is a great teacher, and uh, we're very lucky being situated in um, New England, where there's a lot of population, and and we see a, a lot of dogs here. So I get to see a couple of dogs almost every day um, trying out wheelchairs and trying to figure out what would be the best design to address their disabilities. So Right. Now, now you had said a couple of minutes ago that um, Ed had looked at the skeleton of a dog and then yeah. used his engineering uh, education and prowess to put together something that would not only allow them to have mobility, but also benefit them. And what you just mentioned right now, when you get that back flat again, when you get that spinal cord in alignment, they're not dragging themselves around or even weak in the rear or those types of conformational things, it really does take that pressure off of Mm -hmm. that area of compression or whatever might be going on with your dog. But Mm -hmm. I love the fact that this was based on love, but also based on pure, hardcore, scientific education and hands-on, well, let's just get to it. Give me a skeleton. Let's see what we can do. Is that You know, when you think about it, your skeleton is your mechanical part. Correct. Your joints and um, your spinal column is a big, long joint. So so he he, uh, looked at the spinal column of a dog and the shape of a dog's pelvis and said we have to design a cart that supports on the pelvic floor and has a saddle that allows for range of motion so that Mm -hmm. we can expect return. Um, And um, so that was the the initial basis. And then the yoke sits on the scapula, which um, carries the weight of the yoke down through the front legs and does not impinge on the spinal cord. Um, There was a cart company before us, and they um, used a girth strap that encircled the spine right behind the shoulder blades. And he looked at that and he said, well, that's not going to help my dog who has a spinal cord injury. Um, Correct. The, the spine should not be uh, carrying the weight of the yoke or the cart. So uh, it's really important with our carts that the, that the yoke sit above the scapula. And, um, and then as the dog walks, they actually lengthen. And we see that all the time. We see those roached backs flatten out. So it's really important to keep the chest strap loose so that as the dog walks, he can stretch out and resume that healthy, normal posture that is the first step to um, mobility. So um, uh, I had a a canine um, chiropractor spend a few days with us a year ago, and she was just amazed at um, the traction. It's simple traction that happens mm-hmm. in our wheelchairs um, and, uh, and the change that that makes in how the dog can, can move. So now, you, you, had mentioned, 
Oh, it's fantastic. So you had mentioned to me when you and I first started talking about my dog's cart. This was, what, a month ago or something along that line? We were having a kind of casual conversation about, of course, your wonderful product and then my dog and that you're going out into the world and talking to traditional veterinarians. So my experience, of course, is that, you know, I have a, my education and I have my doctorate in veterinary medicine from Purdue, you know, I'm a loyal board boiler maker, and then practiced traditional medicine for a long time and then went back to school, International Veterinary Acupuncture Society, got my traditional Chinese medicine beginnings, and then it just kept going like I'm on fire since mm-hmm. that moment. And you had made a comment to me that um, you were either at a show or you had visited a show or something like that with traditional veterinarians, like like a Vegas show. Was it, a, it was the Vegas that you went to, I think? And yeah. you you came across traditional veterinarians who, first of all, maybe possibly didn't even know about Eddie's Wheels, or mm-hmm. I think you gave a talk to some group of traditional veterinarians, and you have these people, these veterinarians, these extremely well-educated people that care about animals walking up to you going, oh, my God, you just changed the way I practice medicine, or I didn't even know this was an option for my spinal dog or even my spinal cat, God forbid. But to have have the basis of education, the fundamental white coats that people trust with their animals' health and well-being and long-time quality of life, honestly mm-hmm. not knowing about this product and on top of that, not knowing the biomechanics, not knowing that all of these things have gone into it. It's not just pieces of metal and two wheels stuck together the 20, 25 years of dedication and thought process, education, information, and testing that have gone into this product that the front line of veterinary medicine might not know about. So that being said, clients, pet owners, animal lovers, not knowing about this wonderful, basically, gift that you have is possible. And I, I know from my clientele, they just don't know. So how is it that we spread the word, Leslie. How do we, first of all, let's keep telling people what your product is, how we get a hold of you, and that everything that goes into it, because i got to be honest with you, I had to remeasure diet my dog three damn times to get the cart. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that go into it, but spreading the word to your traditional vet, spreading the words to your friends, recognizing your animal's needs for something like this, I think goes unrecognized. So can we talk about that a little bit, Leslie? Sure. Sure. You know, that's my big challenge at this uh, stage in my um, career at Eddie's Wheels because, you know, it has become a career. And um, I was uh, initially, as I said, the customer care person. Now I have two employees who do customer care, um, actually four. And (laughs) my job, you know, though I still do customer care, is to educate veterinarians and to get the word out. So, um, you're right, I was at Tufts. We were invited to Tufts, um, and it was quite by chance. We shared a client um, with a doctor at Tufts Veterinary School, um, uh-huh. and I emailed her um, and uh, wanted to create a connection there uh, over this dog. And it turned out she was doing a one-day uh, workshop on physical rehabilitation. And the, and, and the irony is is that she was interested in physical re- uh, rehabilitation now after 30 years as a vet because her husband had had uh, a spinal cord injury a year ago and she saw the benefits of PT on her husband. Um, so that opened her eyes. And um, 
so uh, the upshot was I and my uh, cohort, uh, Erica McElway of ChangeYourRange.com, she's a, my physical therapist that I work with at Eddie's Wheels uh, in product development and also working with my, pet, my animals. Uh-huh. We got to spend three hours at Tufts talking to vets. And we brought our equipment, we brought our dogs, we brought dogs in front-wheel carts, we brought dogs in rear-wheel carts, we brought our therapy stand, we brought our clinic quad. Um, (laughs) We had the whole staff of Foster Small Animal Hospital and all the veterinary students there in one big lecture hall for three hours. And uh, after after we were done, uh, someone from the head of oncology came up to me and said, well, you just changed the way I practice medicine. Now I can feel comfortable about amputating an osteosarcoma front leg on a on a giant breed dog. And I said, uh, well, I've already made a cart for one of your clients. And, and I showed her my blog about the giant schnauzer that we had made a cart for that was her client. And she didn't realize that post-surgically he had ended up in a wheelchair um, and was doing fine. Yeah, so, um how does that yeah, feel? it is awesome, and, and Tufts is uh, the staff of Tufts have put in their request for our, our adjustable clinic quad cart and our stand because they saw it in action at that at that workshop, that one day workshop, and they're all on board now with that. Yeah, we can do better than three vet techs muscling a, a 150 pound St. Bernard down the hallway post-surgically, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can give dogs the opportunity to wake up in a standing position and be uh, taken outside and sniff the air and go to the bathroom outside and be dogs again instead of going through the, the, the pain and horror of being waking up in a cage and away from their families and not knowing what, what the hell ever happened to them here. Um, yes. So, you know, we we came up with these things because of what we see in our clientele, and we say, we're a little ahead of the curve. We're ahead of what veterinary medicine thinks they need. They don't know they need it yet, but they do. They need it so badly. And what they mostly need to understand is that they don't have to have the ability to fix everything. Right, right, People right. People will heal right. on their own if we support healing. So if you're able to put a dog in a healthy, normal stance and give him the life of a dog, then healing can take the time it needs to take to get better. And if that's three months or six months or a year, or maybe the dog doesn't get better but lives 10 years in a wheelchair, who's right. going to complain about that, you know? Nobody. nobody. Although, also, <laughs> that um, I couldn't agree with, I could not agree with you more, and this is such, although it's a, it's a piece of equipment, yes, and absolutely yes, and a bunch of wonderful um, science and mechanics have gone into it. The thing is, what you just said about giving the pet, giving an animal, giving a creature a chance to heal itself, giving them the tools they need to fight their own fight, giving them the ability to do what it is that they want to do, heal, um, Mm -hmm. and just helping, just helping them. And they just need a little extra help. And some people... Um, that I, I know quite well between my Vegas, but think that it is completely obscene to get a wheelchair for an animal. And I'm just like, well, you know, when we all get old ourselves and we have to look to somebody else, I can't wait till somebody says that to you. You know what I mean? So my, my I know. I posted a picture on my Facebook page because on Saturday I had a, 
a woman getting a boxer a wheelchair. He has degenerative myelopathy. Uh-huh. And she happened to be in her wheelchair, too. And it was oh, so right lovely on. that she was an incredibly beautiful woman yeah. in her 30s and obviously having a great quality of life with a very attractive husband and a beautiful dog. So, oh. you know, hey, let's just did you, did you hire her to Did you hire her to do all of your advertising from that moment on? Because what a beautiful picture that is. <laughs> I know, I know. And, uh, yeah. well, like, um, with these guys, it, it, there couldn't be a more holistic thought out there than what it is that you just said. Helping these guys help themselves to heal because all of us want to heal. We just have a tendency to keep beating ourselves up as, as humans. But that, that it's just a beautiful thing that we can just help them, just give them help. And it's not it's not this extraordinary measure. Now, I'll be frank with you. I, I <laughs> with my dog, Gumbate, which we have here, his bilateral TPLOs, his um, rehabilitation, all of his meds, all of his uh, massage therapy, all of his transportation back and forth to um, the specialty center that did all the work for him, uh, pushed about 10 grand, about 10 grand. And I'm a veterinarian, okay? So take that, take that into, take that into um, the uh, calculations. So when we think about Eddie's wheels and some people box at, oh, well, how much does it cost, or oh, this, or oh, that, and they're being very kind of negative, being kind of downers, being kind of, you know, just a little bit naysayer-ish, which isn't really welcome here in my practice very much. But when we think about the absolute quality of life increase that we get, and i got to be honest with you, this is, from personal experience at this point, instantaneous. As soon as we get these guys in these cards, and then we help them. We just help them. We say, okay, you don't need to stall. Once you're in it, they look, they look around like, now what? What the heck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and then go for a walk. Come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm just going to hold on to this, and we're going to encourage people. Oh, yeah, and I have to add to the uh, My dog is blind as well, so so we we got some extra things in the in the cook uh, the pot here. But she, honestly, after three, two days, the second day, you know, short trips in it, you know, get in, get out, get used to it, those types of things. Um, and then me, of course, it's me, my training. The humans always need more training than the dogs do. And then we were outside the front of the house and roaming around. I think we knocked over two sprinklers, which my boyfriend was super happy about. And then uh-huh. he was actually chasing chickens around. He was chasing yeah. the chickens around. It was awesome. I'm mean, not for the chickens, of course. But so he's <laughs> air scenting. And he but it ends up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He just had a great. I mean, he was he was having a ball. He was yeah. doing something that he was completely condemned not to ever do before. He could air scent them. He knew they were there, and he just wanted to be a dog. And don't get me wrong. He he has learned to go off roading in this this uh, cart. He has yep. learned many things because he's a pit bull. So nothing stops. I mean, he just leans forward a little harder, and off yeah. they go. But my yeah, my pit bull is uh, the forest destroyer on my property. He, he carries half the woods with him when he's coming to, out of the out of the woods because he bulldozer. Uh, I have a client who's uh, his name is Joe Suits and he's um, a border collie and he is a working sheepdog and yeah. he um, he wears out a set of wheels every three months. I have to send him replacement wheels because he's a working dog and that's what he does. And uh, so, God bless him. So he he, he continues he continues to work now. Did a dog like that have an accident, or did he a spinal cord compression, or he sounds like he doesn't have a border collie? It's usually the the wild and crazy border collie blew a disc. 
you know, yeah. too high and smashed a disc, and um, and that's the usual issue. In fact, a border collie was the first dog that we actually ever got paid for a cart from. And it was a neighbor's <laughs> dog, um, and uh, KD lived in her wheels for ten years. Um, died at sixteen and a half. Yeah, so. you know what? That's not such a bad story at all, is it? Not such a bad story okay. at all. Um, all right, let's let's talk about her uh, coming down the street because she had a big red ball, a kickball, uh-huh. and she would she would play kickball on her on her walk. So she was a riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my Gambate, uh, he just got um, his jolly ball. He's got a horse jolly ball. And he yep. started, you know, playing that beat the crap out of your ball thing, and then he threw it, and it went away, and then he was able to just chase it for the first time in three months. So he actually chased it, found it, yep. and then beat it up again. And it was it was just a joy to see, you know, brings tears to your eyes. And he's by himself playing, being joyful, you know, random acts of joy all by himself, and then he's right. able to go after this ball and continue to beat it up. The, what is it, the indestructible toys that they go through in, like, two days? I love it. Um, so... Leslie, let's talk about we are a, and we have a dog, let's say a dachshund, let's say we have a goby, whatever kind of dog we have, or a cat or whatever animal that we love, and they're starting to show signs of what? What are we going to tell our listeners to look for that might benefit from Eddie's wheels? Okay. Well, there are two major reasons why we build rear wheel carts, Um, intervertebral disc disease, which is really common in dachshunds. And typically, that's a pretty um, dramatic loss of function, uh, though you might see some telltale signs, some signs of pain, or the dog may be quiet for a couple of days and not its normal activity level. But typically, it, it's kind of an overnight thing, like you come downstairs and your dog's dragging itself across the floor. Um, and, and you're going to go immediately to your vet, and your vet is going to send you to the ER, and the ER is going to say that, you have to get an MRI, and, and but, you know, 25 years ago, there were no MRIs, and guess what? You can see that on an X-ray. Gee, there's a spinal compression. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then, you know, so I, I always encourage people to, like, price it out. There, there's going to be a huge sense of urgency. Oh, we've got to do something in 24 hours, or a window of opportunities to have a successful surgery will be over. So mm-hmm. that's a huge pressure and a huge guilt trip. So, okay, if your dog's just paralyzed and not in screaming in pain, take a deep breath and say, okay, what's my budget here? And if you can afford the MRI and you can afford the surgery and if they think that there will be a, a good outcome, by all means, go for it if you want to. And, and, and rehab. I want to interject that and rehab. So when you have a ventral slot, when you have a fenestration, when you have these spinal cord decompression surgeries, which you're exactly right. Once you get to a certain point of losing deep pain, superficial pain, those types of things are in a, uh, you know, Hansen's type 2 ruptures and stuff like that. Time is of the essence if you want to cut them and get, you know, hopefully full mobility back. But rehabilitation after post-op rehabilitation is also quite important. And like I said, we, I was lucky enough to be able to do underwater treadmill work, right. uh, range of motion work and Cavaletti work. And so it's it's not just a oh, cut them and then take them home and it'll be fine. It's a, it's an enormous um, dedication, obligation, and commitment to their recovery, as is, you know, the process right. of Eddie's field. So go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. I want to talk to them about that beforehand. Before you know, In that 24 hours, you're going to be, you know, overloaded with 
your your sense of tragedy here and right and the financial strain that you may be facing. So just take a deep breath and try, you know try and really consider your options. Um, I have never in my personal life uh, had the money to do a spinal cord surgery on my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty five years ago, it wasn't in the cards for Buddha. Um, All right. When we had been early in the process of starting Eddie's Wheels and we were uh, financing this with our retirement funds and (laughs) our credit cards, um, I had a doberman who became uh, quadriplegic due to Wobbler Syndrome. And once again, I could not afford the surgery. And and I didn't even have a quad card for her. So so Dr. O, I rehabbed her with acupuncture and uh, Reiki and energy work. And three months later, I had a walking dog. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, and my vet thought I was nuts and, and thought I was being <laughs> inhumane. And my dog was telling me that, that she was going to get better because she kept eating. Um, and so um, within a week, I had a dog who was lying sternal and had her head up and could, could uh, start making some progress. So, um, so anyway, that's off the topic. But um, so... So those IVD dogs, those those spinal cord surgeries, you know, if your dog is in excruciating pain, I would I would probably raise whatever money I needed to do whatever I had to do to get my dog out of pain. Um, of course, of course, of course. If your dog's not in pain, please ask your vet about what your other options are. There's a wonderful um, website called DodgersList.com, which is a support group for dachshunds and other dogs suffering from IVDD. They give excellent advice about how to manage, conservatively manage your dog during the six weeks uh, following the initial injury. Uh, that involves crate rest and the use of anti-inflammatories and maybe some holistic uh, treatments, acupuncture and other things. If your dog yep. is comfortable and not, not screaming in pain, you can do that. I would say 50% of those dogs probably start walking again on their own. After mm-hmm. six weeks, if your dog's not walking, it's time to look for a wheelchair, um, and we're here uh, to help you with that. Um, and many of those dogs will start will become spinal walkers over time. So, um, so we try to be really responsible. We don't want to sell you a cart the day your dog went down, because we want you to we want we want to you know, be in sync with um, uh, conservative management and caring for that dog. If you put a dog too soon uh, in that acute stage, you can make matters worse. Worse, so exactly. If your dog wants to lay low, lay low. He knows what's best for him, you know. And when he's tired of laying low, then it's time to make a phone call and see. Yeah. Um, when he starts dragging himself around the house and, and being really upset about crate rest, then you can start talking about a wheelchair. The right, other so disease just, that we deal with right, most commonly you just, you is degenerative myelopathy. Dodgers list, like like the Dodgers, you know, like the Dodgers baseball team. Dodgers, Dodgers list. Dog. Dodger was a dog. He was a dachshund. So it's DodgersList.com. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of canine rehab people involved in that website, and many people who have personally cared for dogs. There's all kinds of great tips, like on bladder expression, care for an incontinent dog, uh, the Good. products you need, the people to go to. It's a really great resource for people who have dogs with IVDD or spinal cord injury. Um, so the other, the other disease we deal with a lot here is degenerative myelopathy. Um, it's, um, it's the canine version of ALS, 
when we started Eddie's Wheels, we knew nothing about DM, uh, and we joined a DM support group to learn what were pe- people were going through and caring for these dogs. Huh. Um, in 1999, the common wisdom was was that this disease did not move forward and affect the front legs or cause death, but in fact it does. Um, so uh, now we have some research happening at the University of Missouri. Uh, if you go to caninegeneticdiseases.net, you can download information about the current state of research on degenerative myelopathy, and there is a blood test and a cheek swab test that identifies a protein that is common to dogs with DEM and humans with ALS. So our dogs are the gateway for ALS research now, which is amazing. Talk about man's best friend. Well, when I went to school, Leslie, we were taught that DM so DM is not a painful disease. Okay? It's not. So this, this, this is what we're taught, and that with regard to I don't have spinal pain, I don't have pain like I just got shot is one thing, but you only have to watch a dog drag themselves around or compensate with the front end or not be able to sit up or not be able to clean themselves or not be able to scratch their own back to know that there's a different kind of pain going on. There's, a, there's emotional pain. There's a, I, I'm no longer the leader of my pack pain. There's no longer, I will, mm-hmm. you know, I am slowly not being a dog anymore. And the yep. thing is that if you've ever known a human being who has had a degenerative disease, watching them lose the spark in their eye, watching mm-hmm. them lose the ability to do what they were born to do is pain. It, it's a different, you know, it's not something that Western medicine gives you a brimadil for, but it's painful. So when we and talk it's kind about, of excruciating for the caregiver. Indeed, indeed it is. Indeed it is. So when you hear That's from your traditional or you read somewhere what saying, DM was. I felt I felt totally I was I was a wreck. Um, I I couldn't believe that I was dealing with so many dogs that had such a um, dismal prognosis. However, I must say that the dogs have taught me to buck up. Um, mm-hmm. I see them get the spark back in their eyes every day that I put them in a wheelchair. That's right. And they stop right. feeling sorry. For, well, they never felt sorry for themselves. They're kind of stressed. Um, but um, that spark comes right back, and they it feel does. so empowered by that wheelchair. Um, yeah. And uh, we have created what we consider the ultimate DM cart. It's a variable axle cart that allows the owner to change the balance of the cart as the disease progresses so that they don't have to be coming back to us at every step of the way of this disease. They can just buy one cart one time, and as the disease moves forward, compensate for their dog's increasing disability by moving wheels forward, unscrewing the wheels and moving them one one step forward so that by the end of the axle's length, they have a dog who is who is weak in the front end, has lost its course, probably incontinent, but still is so glad to be your dog, still so glad that you still love him, still so looking forward to that next meal, and if we can allow that dog to still go for a short walk on two wheels, they are really happy to still be here. So um, most of my DM uh, dog clients are now buying variable axle carts. Um, now, can you can you talk to our listeners a little bit? For, for those folks that don't know what 
DM doesn't mean diabetes mellitus. It means degenerative myelopathy, meaning that right. the myelin sheet, well, in theory, Barry, nobody actually knows, unfortunately, but in my theory that the myelin sheet, this nice little coating on the nerve, is degenerating so that the nerves aren't conducting down from the spine to the back legs and so on and so forth. But once again, it's conjecture. We Nobody really, really knows. And as Leslie said, there's a direct correspondence now genetically being worked on, being proved, I guess being proven, or um, with ALS, okay? Right. And ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, many people might know of it that way. And this disease progresses from bottom to top, okay, mm-hmm. from toe, rear toe to neck. Um, and in humans being two-legged versus quadruped, there's no difference, okay? So there's going to be a little bit of toe dragging, a little bit of knuckling, a little bit of weakness in the rear, a little bit of, you know, it's a progressive, slow, torturous progression of nerve Over loss. years. Over the course of years. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. You know, slow, um, slow, slow. Typically, slow. my DM clients, I, I always ask, when did you notice the toenail scraping on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. And it is typically six to nine months ago, though sometimes it's up to a year. Yep. And when they're coming here for me to measure them for their wheelchairs, the dogs are being supported in the rear with a sling, right. um, and uh, their back legs are crossing, their yep. toes are knuckling. Um, and then when I put them in their wheelchair, this amazing miracle happens where, oh, guess what? I can still use those legs because I'm being held up in a healthy, normal stance. And then I, you know, pull out my dried chicken treats and give a little tug on the yoke and we go off and we start off at a walk and we end up in a trot. And the faster we move those back legs, the better proprioception they have. And I I think of it very visually as a, you know, if you look at at a corroded electrical wire with the insulation stripped off in various spots, Yep. The the arcing of moving fast, the, the the electrical impulse in the nerve sheath arcs over the the blank spot that is the DM. So and if we DM. can keep them moving fast and moving fit, um, we can we can compensate for a little bit of more time. And um, so that's what I see with these DM dogs all the time. Look, my dog's not even knuckling in that wheelchair. Wow, isn't that amazing? Anyway. <laughs> You're like, look at it. But these are things that are not. These are things that are not normally discussed or even given as an option in traditional practice. And that when we talk to people that have or been diagnosed, you know, diagnosed with exclusion, we look for everything else, and we diagnose these guys with GM. That right. it, 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 it's um, given as a diagnosis to owners as quite in quite a bleak fashion in many cases. Just like saying, you know, unfortunately if people say your dog has cancer, it doesn't need to be bleak. It just needs to be a fact and then we just deal with it. You know, we just have that we have many options to deal with it and make their quality of life as good every single minute of every single day as possible. And I think that that's what Eddie's Wheels offers. Is that Absolutely. every day I feel better than I felt the day before. Every day I'm a dog. I'm not just a placemat. I'm just, you know, and so uh, and I, I feel like a dog. Just like people need to feel like people. Like that wonderful woman who said the wheelchair, getting the wheelchair for her boxer. How awesome is that? Um, yeah. <laughs> what about your um, help? Help a lot harness. Now, 
I yeah, think there's got to be a thousand dogs and over thousands and thousands of pounds of dogs that are down in the rear end. And yeah. um, I have my right arm is really, really strong, and my shoulder hurts, and my neck from it. And uh, yeah. let's talk about the difference between strapping a big bathing bath towel underneath their rear end versus your help them up harness. How is it different? Well, it's the help them up harness turns your dog into a suitcase. You've got a handle at the shoulders and a handle at the rump. Um, so you have a handle that's not going to slip out of your hand. You're grasping a handle. Uh, the dog knows that you're grasping a handle, and the dog feels secure. So I have a paralyzed pit bull who weighs 45 pounds, and when I walk him up the um, stairs with a sling, he is much more insecure and nervous and moves way too fast for me. But uh-huh, when I have uh-huh. the help of my harness on him and I'm holding him by the handle, he knows that I've got a good grip on him and we can walk up the stairs uh, at a pace that works for both of us. Um, it's a great harness. It's made by a guy in Denver, Kerry Zimmerman, who designed this very much the way we designed our carts. came out of his life. He had a 100-pound black lab that had cancer, and he needed to help that dog up and get him in and out of the SUV and up and down the stairs. And so he is a wonderful designer. Um, he continues to work on and improve this product. Now it has a handle, two kinds of handles. Um, if you want a shoulder strap for that really, really big dog, you can now get a shoulder strap that attaches to the two handles so that you're not having to bend at all and you're preserving your own back. And then for corgi owners, there's an attachment, attaching leash so that you don't have to bend over to pick up the handle on your dog. You can just leash it, and that Which, works really well, too. Um, exactly. And for anybody who's ever done this, you'll know that that bending over and hurting these guys up, they have a tendency, you. just like Leslie said, to just jet right off. As soon as they get something underneath that rear end, I said it's an insecurity thing, if I want this over with thing, if I, I can do this on my own. I don't know what it is, but it's fast. It's faster than I can go. And many it, times I would, I have myself tripped up the rear dangling legs with my oh, own God, foot, yes. yeah. you know, or, or not taking a corner quite as smoothly as I would if we were moving at dog speed versus mock speed. So it's, it's a truism in that the idea yeah. of having a help them up harness to make the dog not only more manageable for the human involved, but also more secure, you know, so we're not worried or nervous that we're not going to make it there in a, in a smooth fashion. So, the you know, and the piece is, is that you as a caregiver have to take care of your body because um, <laughs> the dog is relying on you to be the strong, healthy body. So um, you got to take care of yourself, and the help of harness is, is, is for you, you know, as much as it is for the dog. Um, and I would, I, we sell a lot of help of up harnesses. Um, um, and that's why I carry them Every day, Virtually every everybody who needs a dog wheelchair needs a harness as well. So um, <laughs> we recommend them. And, you know, most dogs like them a lot. Um, occasionally we'll have a dog that, that doesn't like them, and we have some other options for those dogs. Um, but, um, but we really like them because it's really hard to steer a dog from behind. Uh-huh. And having that handle at the shoulders and a D-ring for the leash allows you to leash the front and carry the back and control the whole dog. So um, it, it, it really works well. 
Um, and All right, uh, Leslie, we got, we got a couple of people calling in uh, with, or posting questions here. So if you're okay, I want to ask you a couple of questions that they're asking. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the first question here is, um, if my dog is incontinent, will the cart still work? Or do we have to, you know, we have to clean it up all the time? The all our carts are designed gender-specific. So the center of the saddle for a female dog is in front of her urethra and no urine should land on the saddle. The saddle is also padded with closed cell foam. So with uh, minimal maintenance, if your dog does pee on the saddle, if you wipe it off and clean it with household cleaner like Fantastic or Dawn dish soap, uh, it will not open up the pores of the saddle. Um, and male dogs urinate uh, in the front, so the saddle center is moved back for a male dog. Um, dogs with incontinence um, and also disability, which kind of go hand in hand, um, are, the dogs are really stressed out about their toileting issues. Yeah. They, they have given up their privacy, um, and they are worried about landing in their own pee and poop because yep. they cannot assume the doggy posture. But dogs don't need to squat in order to go to the bathroom. So what they do in their wheelchairs is they kind of hunch up their spines and their tails go up and poop happens and they get to roll away from it. Yeah, so, right. um, right. so it makes life easier both for the dog and its dignity and sense of privacy. And you've got to scoop it up anyway if you're a polite dog owner. So just carry your, your uh, plastic bags with you. Um, All right. So, so our next question, that's an awesome answer because that's, that being able to move away from it, whether it's urine or stool, is so yep. important. You know, it's so important for their own dignity and also for cleanliness and long-term health. Now, um, the next question here is, how long can my dog stay in his wheels? Um, dogs really don't spend a whole lot of time hanging out doing nothing standing up. So I, I always hedge this with, you know, what's your dog's normal activity level? Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.